Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Duchess potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Welcome everybody to the Potterskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? What's up, dude? Chilling, man. How you doing? Uh, I mean, like I've I've said it before. May can kiss my ass. Like May <laughs> sucked. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to it no longer being May, and and I think it's it, you know I'm look I'm it was a rough month, but now I'm doing better. Well, it's technically June, so I think we're doing all right. But we got a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it. So I wanted to talk about something that you said last episode when we were talking with Henry about Robert Pattinson playing uh, Batman. And you had mentioned we were talking about different villains that we wanted them to do. And you had mentioned about them wanting, wanting them to do Hush, I believe, is the, Venom's name, the villain's name. What I hadn't known at the time, and they have since announced, comes out on August 13th, they did an animated version, and it's called Batman Hush that's coming out. Right. So I'm actually, I pre-ordered my copy this morning because I want to see this now. Plus, most of those Batman animated ones are good, except apparently the one against the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is bad. I haven't seen it yet, but I've trusted people who have seen it, and they're all telling me it's not good. I've heard, I've seen clips of it. I've heard that the consensus is that it's meh, it's okay. But really, the best part of it is there is a fight between Batman and Shredder. Remember the villain, Master Shredder? Yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. The fuck? yeah, Shredder, you're right. And because I saw a clip of that, and there is a part where, how well do you remember the, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Oh, I, okay. So, and I was going to bring this up anyway, so it's funny you say that. I've been sick for like a week now. I missed most of last week of work. And when I get sick, I try to find comfort stuff to watch. So like old right. episodes of House, How I Met Your Mother, but also old comfort movies. And I watched the first two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies this past week, cool. like on Tuesday. So I'm talking about like the, old, the old school ones. Yeah, the, yeah. The 89 okay. and 91. Yeah. Right. So the... Um when they did the fight between Shredder and Batman, they recreated the, the slow-mo land where Shredder lands on the roof. Yep. Yeah. And and I was like, that's fucking deep cuts awesome. And the fight was amazing. Where you're like, both both these guys are like, who the fuck is gonna like they've never gone against someone who could actually go toe-to-toe with them. So I thought that was interesting. I'll see the movie if and when I ever get a chance to see it, but I was always kind of like, nah, 
Batman and Ninja Turtles should not really be together. I don't and know why. I kind of agree, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you who saw it because I don't think he would care me saying it, but it was Chris from uh-huh. Faces and Aces, and he was like, "I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I love Batman, but this was not a good combination." And then he was telling me that it was um. Oh, God, who was doing Batman, he said. It's not Omara. It's the other guy who's doing him a lot lately. Bruce Greenwood? No. No, he wanted it to be Bruce, Bruce Greenwood, but it wasn't. It's the other... Reno Romano? No, I'll have to look it up. Hold on. Um, but he said it was his... The guy who was doing it, um, it was his doing his best Batman... Um, Conroy. Kevin Conroy impression, and it, and it was bad. Oh, is it the guy who voiced Batman in Batman Origins? Like, he did a younger version of Conroy? He might have. I don't remember. When I see the name, I'll recognize it because I know the guy's name. I'm just blanking. Troy Baker. Troy Baker? Joker? He did the Batman. He's done Batman before, but he did Batman in this particular movie as well. I think he and, did Batman in, like, he did Lego Batman. I No, that's uh, Will Arnett, I think. No, 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 not the Lego Batman movie, the, the, the video game Lego Batman. Oh, 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 maybe. Um, he's also done it in, in a couple of the other animated movies that I've seen, like one of the Justice League ones, I think he did it. Um, he, Troy Baker did a really good young Hamill Joker. Like, I, it, his is very good. I mean, it's not, Ham, Hamill's, Hamill's is the epitome of the Joker. We, we've said that in, in nauseam numerous times, but like, sure. for a younger version of that interpretation, Troy Baker does a phenomenal job. Um, but so, for him as Batman, I mean, he's a voice actor first and foremost. He's not just Joker, right? I mean, I, I, from what I've heard, it didn't sound bad. I'll have to listen to it again. Look, in terms of animated Batman movies, I still think the Killing Joke was one of the biggest disappointments I've ever had. You've said that, yeah. Um, and I actually got he and I talking about real quickly the um, Dark Knight Returns because I'm not a fan of. Um, I think it's P- Peter Weller. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. I'm not a fan of his Batman. Like, Robobat? Yeah, like, I'm not a fan of his Batman. And he actually brought up a good point that he didn't like uh, Emerson as Joker, which I also agree with. I didn't like Emerson as Joker, but I liked his method of what he did. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he basing it on Paul Lynn, I thought was pretty pretty good. I think that's what Chris didn't like about it, but I don't want to speak for him, so maybe we'll have to have him on to talk about it another time. But, sure. <clears throat> um. Yeah. Originally. Yeah. What's that? Your point that you were originally going to yes, say. Yes, my was... point originally. So, like, I was also watching IMDb. Not IMDb. I was watching Screen Junkies and Movie Fights, which, for those of you who may not pay attention as closely as I do, Movie Fights is going away. Um, really? Yeah, not completely, but it's not going to be a weekly thing anymore. So, what they're going to do is they're doing this, like, month-long tournament and then after this month is over, and when I say month long, it's only four episodes. And when this month of June is over, they're only going to do movie fights when there's like a need. So like special events or some category they want to talk about, but it won't be a weekly thing anymore. Um, they're making room for us to do cinema wars. Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So wars. <laughs> cinema wars. Um... So one of the questions on the first round of this tournament was, now that the Penguin is going to be the villain, so apparently Penguin's going to be the primary villain. I know you had mentioned last week when we talked with Henry there might be up to six total in the movie, but I think that the primary villain 
the way they were talking about it, is going to be the Penguin. I heard it's going to be Penguin and or Catwoman. I think they're going to have equal. It's going to be Batman Returns, just newer generation. Right. Well, the way they were talking about it, and I'm not here to debate whether you're right or they're right, is that the Penguin is. And that's the point of me bringing this up. So they asked the question, who should play the who should play Oswald Cobblepot? They didn't nail the Penguin. They said, who should play Oswald? And all three choices were really interesting, so much so that I really wanted your feedback on them. So I'm going to tell you what the three choices were, and then we can talk about it. Give them to me one at a time. I'll give you you the feedback for each one. Okay. I'm going to go with my least favorite to my favorite then. Um, Sure. It's not necessarily the order they did them in. The first one, and I like this because even though it's my least favorite, I like where they're going with this, right? Because it's definitely a twist on the character. And it's an actor named Brian Tyree Henry. Oh, uh, is he from Walking Dead? Uh, I have his IMDb up. Let me look and see if he's on there. I don't think so. He is in Spider-Verse, though. Um, and he's going to be in Child's Play, the new one. Um, he plays the top in the new Child's Play. Yes, Mike Norris. Okay, so he's, he's, a, he's a, not heavy set, but he's a big, Black guy is what I'm. I'm trying. Yeah, he's a young African, young African American <coughs> um, actor, and from what okay. I hear, he's got pretty good range. Now I'm not familiar with him too well, although he was on Boardwalk Empire, according to this, and I did watch that show. So, anyway, um, I like the fact that they're the the, the person who um, said him was going with a um, race twist. Instead of having it be an all, you know a white guy, they went with the African American, and I think that's a pretty interesting take on it. I wouldn't be against that. I don't think. How tall is he? See, look, I don't care if he's man or woman, black or white, Asian, whatever. The most important thing for me personally for the Penguin is he needs to be at least short, six if two. not a little. Yeah, that's too tall. You're I, gonna I, hate I, the I, one I like. Then I'm telling you right now, you're gonna I, hate. You know, he, you have to remember he's a he's called the penguin for a very specific reason. Yeah, but Robin Lord Taylor, as I mentioned last week, is not that tall. I mean, not that short either. How tall is he? I think he's shorter than this guy, but I don't think he's That's like. But he looks diminutive. He, he looks, you know, he's... he looks. Also, Robin Lord Taylor did such a interesting interpretation of the, of the character that you're kind of like, yeah. This is you also have to look at like this is a younger version of Joker. Maybe he just didn't pack on the weight. Well, right, and that's one of the things they were talking about is it being a younger Joker. Well, two of them were the third one, not so much. But I'll get to that in a minute. But he he had a good argument, and I'll tell you what that was. But the second one, I'm trying to get Robin Lord Taylor's height. I have him here, but it's not showing me his height. I would guess he's five eight. That's just my ballpark guess. <laughs> Now five six, but you're close. You're close. Yeah, so he's my height. Five, five six, five seven. My basically my height. Right. That's the maximum. That's the maximum of what it, of the what the penguin should be, in my opinion. Who's well, the next one? The next one um, was Jason Schwartzman. Um, I could see that over uh, the what's his name, Brian Tyler Tyree Henry. Name? Yeah. I could see him over that. I, I've never particularly loved Schwartzman as an actor. 
Um, I respect the fuck out of his family, but I think it was because Schwartzman was in a lot of, uh, what was it, Paul, uh, Wes Anderson or Paul Thomas? I, I can never tell. Remember the the guy who did Rushmore and Royal Tenenbaums. I was never a big fan of his indie, quirky, weird comedies. Okay. So I don't know. I just don't know enough of Schwartzman as an actor. He just comes off. He he. I I would think of him as a better Riddler or or uh, even like a I don't, just not really Penguin. I just don't see it as Penguin. Yeah, I I only put it second because as much as I like the idea of the twisting the race thing, I don't know how well it would work. You know, mm-hmm. I like the idea, but I don't know that it would work. Then there's the third one. This one's my personal favorite. And the argument for it is why I like it. So you might. this is the one we might need to deep dive on a little bit. Okay? Mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I'd love to hear this argument. I'm, I mean, I'm intrigued by it, but let me, let me hear it. Well, do you want to hear it from me or do you want to hear it from the guy who presented it? I want to hear it from you. Okay. So the argument for Kenneth Branagh was that... Um, oh, and to your height thing real quick, he's five nine and a half, so slightly taller than you'd like, but not, like, ridiculous. He has to be shorter than Batman. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, I don't know how tall... I can look up how tall um, Pattinson is, but... I'm going to guess he's 5'11 at, at the most. Um, so while I'm looking that up, though, I'll tell you. So the the argument was that while... And, and keep in mind, all three people spoke very highly of Danny DeVito's... Uh, portrayal like they all thought it was good but if they're going to do something different which they probably are they're not going to do the egg-shaped flipper guy you know what i mean like they're going to do something a little bit different was that for for him kenneth Branagh specifically oswald comes from money like that's something that wasn't really pushed as much especially in the cinematic version the Tim Burton one like you knew his family was rich but they threw him down the drain basically and he himself didn't come from money right you're right okay yeah his family his family had were just another Wayne but they instead of having the kid they just chucked the kid right he did the point was he wasn't raised in the money like Oswald the character usually is right right so the logic was if you're going to do a new Batman, a young Batman who, while the Waynes are old money, quote-unquote, Bruce himself is new to this money. So his, his – because he's coming into the age where he would collect and start kind of being in control of the Wayne empire around the time he becomes Batman, right? Right. So to have him going against not only Penguin but also – against Oswald Cobblepot as Bruce Wayne. Like, having, like, this dual dynamic fight between both Batman and Penguin and Oswald and Bruce. And so you have the old established, like, head of this mob boss. Because that's essentially what the Penguin is. And so that's why Kenneth Branagh is someone a little bit older who can have that gravitas for Bruce to go up against. I could see that. I, I think Ken Brandon would be a more interesting choice. I'm just trying to imagine what he would look like under some form of, form of uh, makeup with like a, a slightly elongated nose. 
I'm not saying they do the flipper hand things, but right. like, you know, maybe I, I'm I'm more interested in what your characterization is. You know that maybe he was an adversary of his of of Thomas Wayne, and as such becomes an adversary of Bruce. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so they they both are like you know like Penguin is the anti Wayne. He's you know, but here here you know one of my favorite characterizations and interpretations of Penguin is from the Batman Arkham games. Yes, I agree. That's a great characterization yeah, of him for me. Is one of the best ones because, you know, you know who I would cast. Well, you gave Ray some Wyndham. ideas last last time, but who are you going to say today? I would I would think Ray Winstone, who does a very guttural, you know, kind of quick paced Cockney accent, kind of like the um, the Penguin in the Arkham games. Okay, which were done. The voice was done brilliantly by Nolan North, if I remember correctly. Um, yes, I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, and or, and I know I'm I'm gonna I'm sort of negating my height thing, but I could almost see Russell Crowe doing a really good Penguin because Penguin is always just a short, fat guy, right? Right. And Russell Crowe's got some height, but Russell Crowe packed on a lot of weight recently. Yep. But we also already have him playing you, so I don't know if we can have him play you and Penguin in the same year. That's all hard. Okay, okay, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> no, we said that last <coughs> Yeah, well, he hasn't returned our phone calls. Um, That's true. Um, just to I your think, height but, thing r- real quick, um, Pattinson 6'1". Oh. So he would have, he'd have the height you're looking for, I think, against Penguin. Sure. And it depends on how tall Russell Crowe is, but I'm saying Russell Crowe did a segment in the Mummy, the Tom Cruise Mummy one, right? Where mentioned that I, 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 I mentioned that, and he does a very Ray Winstone kind of performance, and that's what I'm looking for. I want a cockney, you know, gangster who also is likable. But not so likable that he's more likable than Bruce Wayne, but likable enough where people still buy or go into his product. Like if he ran for mayor, he still gets some votes. Right. Well, and and that's the the person who chose Kenneth Branagh gave the argument that if you're gonna do the reason you can go with Kenneth Branagh is because he also he knows how to do that like sophisticated, you know, because he's he's got a big Shakespearean background. But he also played Loveless in uh, Wild Wild West, so you get that over-the-top, crazy, you know, you can get a mixture of that along with the Shakespearean, and then you get your your perfect penguin. I could, I, you know, the more you talk about it, the more I'm, I'm into it. I, I, plus, he, he could play a foppish character really well. Like, he played Gilderoy Lockhart in Harry Potter. That was his other example about why you could use him. Yeah, that was another reason he used. So, I, I think I'm just more concerned how he's going to look. Like I think, but also, I like I think I mean I want my own personal, like you know my how I would have the penguin be done. As long as it's, it's something close to that, I just don't want him too serious. I want him to be a, having a little bit of a cackly kind of you know chuckling fun. You know, not the Joker, but like kind of like a. Like like a like a like a right. like always a smirk on his face or something like that. Well, you see, know? that's a 
that's the interesting thing about the Kenneth Branagh one. That's why I keep going back to it is because what you get with the... <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. El todo sea por un beso deal. Ya soñabas con llegar a McDonald's, ordenar tus McNuggets y tu Big Mac de siempre. Con extra pepinillos, extra salsa especial, extra cebolla, porque tú eres así. Extra. Pero luego recuerdas que estás en una cuarta cita. Y quizá ordenar cebollas extra no sea la mejor movida. Hay un meal para cada cita en McDonald's. Ordena por anticipado por el app de McDonald's y llévate dos de tus favoritos, como McNuggets de 10 piezas y una Big Mac por solo 6 dólares. Precios y participación pueden variar. Producto individual a precio regular. way he laid this out is you get that cackle when he's penguin and when he's got to be in public and be a little more Oswald, you get that more reserved and laid back. Much like you do with Bruce Wayne versus Batman. It's, you know well, what I mean? I, I, I would really be intrigued to see that. I'm actually very much on board. Now, I don't know if they'll do it, but that's, you know, where I would go with it. I, I would say if it was Ken Branagh, Ray Winstone, or Russell Crowe, I'd be fine with all three of those. If they, if they played it like that, what, what that I, I'm of the opinion that he's got to be British. He's got to be cockney. He's got to be... He's got to have like old money from London that and his family immigrated to Gotham. That's to, my. Th and to be fair, Brenda's from Wales, so you're it's not Cockney England, but you're still that you're still from the islands. You're still from the United Kingdom, so you know Russell Crowe. By the way, is five eleven and a half, so you're getting closer on your height thing. But he still would be shorter than Batman. Yeah, but I, I you know, one thing we haven't seen is is Penguin punch Batman. Well, that's one of the things they were talking about during the fight. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. That was the third round of the, the, the fight, and I'm not through yet. I had to stop so we could record, and I'm not complaining, but I haven't finished seeing the arguments. But the one argument that I agree with is that's not what the Penguin is. Like, the Penguin's not... Yes, in the 60s, Batman, that happened, but as a whole, Penguin's always sent his people. He's not the Joker who's going to go blow to blow with Batman. That's not what Penguin does. Do you know? Well, he is a fighter in various animated movies and shows. But not to the extent of like a Joker or even a Ra's al Ghul. You know what I mean? No, 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 he is. Like he uses his umbrella as a sword. And there was one point where uh, he was trying to like sword fight with it was the animated series. It was the original animated series. And I think uh, Batman like Kevin Conroy's Batman had found like, a, like he was just looking for anything, found a long screwdriver and used that as, as a way of deflecting the, deflecting the, the, umbrella, yeah. the umbrella sword. But also there was one, I don't remember. I think it was the Batman and like the penguin was like almost like a sumo wrestler type of character. Huh. It was actually like, like, because he used his, his, uh, his weight as a, as a weapon. Now, I'm not I, saying do that, but I'm saying it'd be interesting to see, you know, uh, Ken Branagh or, or whoever, Ray Winstone, shock Batman because, he's, you know, like, oh, he's just a fat guy. 
a short fat guy. You know what? How imposing of a villain is this going to be? You know, Batman already took down his minions and his and his henchmen. He's like, all right, I'm taking you to jail now. And then just Penguin just punches him in the face, and I'd be like, that'd be interesting to see. Yeah. See, I don't know. I mean, I agree with you about the Arkham Penguin in terms of like it being a great representation of the character. I agree with you there. So with but, a bottle model, that's my favorite part. Yeah, but I will tell you that, and I know I think you and I differ very much on this, That, and I go back to this again, but Robin Lord Taylor's um, depiction of him in Gotham has changed my perspective of what he physically has to look like. Like, I still think you have to do a little bit with the nose or whatever, and, and with no disrespect to Robin, I think that's his natural nose. Like, I think he's got that sharp, pointy nose. But, you know, um, I think you do have to have, like, some of that facial-type feature. But as a whole, like, I don't need him to be short or fat at this point. Like, I don't need him to be, like, in shape and a, and a, a physical equal to Batman. I'm not saying that. But, you know, Kenneth Brun is an average-looking dude. You know what I mean? Who you would think maybe had some fencing lessons or something. You know, that, and that's why he can use the, the umbrella as a weapon, you know, or whatever. But I, I listen, I'm, I'm on board for this. I love the idea. I don't think they'll do it. I think they're going to try to go young across the board, personally. Or young, or, young and or uh, unknown across the board. I, I, if I predict anything, it's going to be Josh Gad. That's what I think. You said Gad last week, and you also said the guy from um, the Fantastic Beast movies, and I can't remember his name right now. Dan Fogel or something? Fogler. Something like that, yeah. And and neither of those are bad choices. Like, don't get me wrong. Neither of them are bad choices. But if they were going to go different and follow... And it was Dan Merrill who said this. He's the one to pick Kenneth Branagh. And if they're mm. going to follow Dan's move, I'm on board. I got to be honest with you. I'm on board. I would be excited to see that. I'd be excited about this Batman movie because right now I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I've, I'll probably see it, but I'm not. I'm not excited about it. You know. They'd have to really announce some crazy good cast members. Be like, oh shit, that's gonna be good. And like, I don't... whoever 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 plays Catwoman or who are the other seventeen other fucking villains that are gonna be in this movie. Yeah, I mean the other one, the other one that really um, I need I needs to be awesome is whoever plays Alfred. Yeah, if if they're gonna reprise anybody, you that's when you keep Jeremy Irons. I agree, but if they're gonna go different and keep going different, what if you had um, Bill Nye? We talked about him a lot for last episode or last couple episodes. I could see him in a tux and, and maybe doing a similar interpretation to Jeremy Irons. I loved Irons' uh, his Alfred. He was just world-weary. But this is a different Batman where it's Batman at like the age of 30. So he's only been doing it for about five to ten years. You know, this is still an upbeat, personal, maybe a little weary uh, Alfred. So... Um. Yeah, I agree with you. Really quick, Rico, because like I'm looking at the the um, chat room for Movie Fight. Now, obviously, it's not active, but they keep the chat available for you to read. And I don't normally right. look at it, but I happen to have it up because I was getting that Brian Ty Tyree Hill's name because I couldn't remember his name. No disrespect to him, but it's not a name I'm not as familiar with. Um, right. 
And there's some interesting names in here. Ray Winstone, by the way, came up a couple times, so you're you're not alone in the Ray Winstone choice. Um, and I uh, guarantee it's because of the Arkham game, because it sounds very similar. Probably. A lot of people also are recommending not having Schwartzman as Penguin, but maybe as a Riddler, which Safe. could be a bad, I mean, a good a good one. The one that it jumped out at me that I just saw, Christoph Waltz as Penguin. I could see um, that. I mean, if you're okay with him not being fat, like the the, the huskier, I, I could he, see that. He, he is a phenomenal actor, but he is also pigeonholed for... He kind of... I mean, I haven't seen enough... I've seen a lot of his movies, but he always kind of plays that one type of role that he does, which is ex even he could be unnaturally polite still be terrifying but like i uh, maybe i mean i could see it i think that you'd have to change the the origin you'd have to establish that cobblepot is german or or austrian i don't think vaults could uh convincingly do a uh, a cockney british accent i'd be okay with that though if you've seen i know you're not a big fan of the movie but in um specter he does a really good Blofeld. Um, <laughs> I imagine it would be similar to that character. Maybe not exact, but it would be very similar to the way he did Blofeld. I I liked his interpretation of Blofeld, but I thought it was drastically underused. You know, if they just oh, yeah. changed the name to Kubopot or Cobblepoots or something like they did in Gotham, where it was like the original origin, the original name of Cobblepot was... Kubelpots or something, whatever the fuck. I don't even think um, they really messed with that too much, but anyway. They did, because what's her, what's her fuck? Um, the woman who plays uh, uh, Penguin's mom is like German immigrant. Get, right, right. It's like Mrs. Cobblepot, Mrs. Kubelpot, and you're like, oh, okay, Mrs. Cobblepoot, or whatever the fuck. Right, right, right. You know, Frankenstein. <laughs> um... Real quick, because you know there's going to be people that are going to be shitty in these things as well. Yeah. Someone said Emma Thompson. There's you know, Penguin. if they're going to go crazy and just say fuck it with casting, I, Emma Thompson's a phenomenal actress. I could, No, I, I, I think they were saying it to be kind of shitty and make it a woman, that kind of thing. That's the vibe that I got from it. A couple other names in here. Um, Bruce Willis was one. Fuck no. Yeah. Um, your suggestion of Josh Gad is also on here. Well, that's not my suggestion. I think it's where it's going to go. Well, no, I'm I, just saying, like that's they're, yeah, they're going to play it safe, man. Here's a couple last couple, and then I think we should just move on. But Paul Giamatti. Yes, that's. I think I tried saying that last time. I think I was trying I, to like. I think he did. Him. Yep. Um, Jonah Hill. No. Uh, Stephen Graham. Maybe. Not familiar with him. Graham was uh, he was in Pirates uh, four and five. He played the character Scrum, and he was also the movie Public Enemies with Johnny Depp, where he, I think he played um, Al Capone or something. Who is Scrum? So you know how in four and five they just sort of deviate from the other. They deviate from the other characters. Like there was no Pinto and Brigetti Pirates. There was no. He was the new sidekick pirate character that wasn't Gibbs. Is that the guy who wanted to be captain, but then when he found out if he was captain, he was going to get, like, 
sliced open or something and he didn't want to be captain anymore or whatever. I think I know who you're talking yeah, I, about. I think they punched the shit out of him and then like they ripped out his toenail to pick a lock or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, um, he was the guy who's like, by God, I'm going to kiss me a mermaid. And then like the goats his head like deep in the water and then like, yeah. 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 So that. Okay. He's a good actor and, and he fits that build, that mold of what I'm talking about. He's, he's average height. He's kind of chubby. He's got the Cockney British accent and he could play um, giddy and excitement and kind of obnoxious really well because he, his Al Capone, I think he played Al Capone in public enemies is like annoying in a villain kind of sense. Just kind of like in your face, like, come on, Kappa's you're going to come get me. Like just spraying bullets everywhere and talking shit. So I could see that for Penguin, actually. Okay, well, there's a couple more real quick, and then I'm going to, we're going to, like I said, um, I just lost it. Son of a bitch. It'd be interesting as Ricky Gervais. That'd be interesting. All right, but uh, Nick Frost, not familiar with him. Nick Frost is the heavyset guy from the Shaun of the Dead, uh, Simon Pegg movies. Never saw him. Um, you saw Hot Fuzz, yeah. Once, like so long ago, I couldn't remember who it is. Um, Did you ever see Paul? What? Paul? No. Oh, man. There's a lot of movies you got to see with Nick Frost. Nick Frost is good. Okay. Timothy Spall? Two. Uh, actually, yeah. That'd be interesting. He's the guy who played Wormtail in the Harry Potter movies. The guy, the rat that is a human, dude. So he he looks like a rat, unfortunately. But Oh, I know that- this guy. I know him from uh, Rockstar. He's in Rockstar. Okay, he's also yeah. in Sweeney Todd. I mean, he does yeah. Yeah, yeah, sniffling yeah. villain characters really well. He does, yep. Um, and, and he would go with that old older generation thing. Like, I, I would see him over Ken Branagh, personally. No, he's I think still... Branagh carries the money better, personally. That's my opinion. But What's... Uh, I don't know, man. Um, you put Timothy Spall in a really dapper suit. You could probably get away with it. Three more and I'm done. I promise. Um, Zach Galifianakis. If he takes no. it seriously, no, 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 no. okay. Um, I'm not not a fan of Zach Galifianakis, and I thought his Joker was awful because he voiced the Joker in the Lego Batman movie. Oh, I yeah, I didn't. I wasn't a fan of that, so I didn't watch it. Zach Galifianakis um, always sounds like he's battling a cold. <laughs> Pat Oswald. Pat Oswalt played the Joker in a spoof little short. There's this comedian. I can't remember who, who, who he is, but he does really good exaggerated uh, inter- uh, impression of Christian Bale's Batman. Okay. Where he talks like this, like he does that Batman. Right. And they, they've done all these shorts where they just kind of show this Batman is kind of a dirty-minded buffoon. And how they did one segment with Patton Oswalt as the Penguin that's really fucking funny. Where Batman doesn't understand the concept of death. Like, he thinks when he throws a batarang at someone and it pierces them in the face, that they're just sleeping. Because Batman doesn't kill. And Penguin and Commissioner Gordon like, dude, you totally just killed the guy. No, that's not what happened. I don't kill people. People don't die. He's asleep. And they're like, okay. What happened to your parents? My parents are asleep. They've just been asleep for 30 years. 
or 20 years. And like, it's, it's Pat Oswald being very straightforward. Pat Oswald, because he does the penguin like, Oh, Batman. <laughs> and then when he kind of breaks through, he's like, Oh yeah, you're totally like, you totally killed that guy. What are you talking about? It's fucking funny, dude. Like, Ah, oh, God, what the hell is his name? Um, he did a whole episode where, uh, well, there's not an episode, but there's segments where he recreated the Dark Knight Rises where he's yelling at, he's fucking up Bane and he says, where's the trigger? And then Talia Agul reveals herself as the citizen of Gotham who has right. the trigger. Right. And starts making dirty jokes saying, you know, but we totally had sex. And she's like, Yes. But that doesn't matter. I've like, heard this. I've heard that. I know what you're talking about. It's so fucking funny. He's like, he's like, but like, we went, I filled in every hole. Like, in a way that you would be very surprised from, like, you know, vag ass mouth. And then like, Bane's like, oh, come on, man, be cool. <laughs> the last name I'm seeing on here. And I honestly really don't know how I feel about it. Part of me thinks it'd be interesting, but I ultimately don't think I'd want it. Peter Dinklage. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely going with the height factor I'm talking right, about. Right, And uh, he certainly can play an evil fuck. I mean, he's got that bad guy side to him. And he can also have that, that prestige that I was talking about with Kenneth Branagh. I mean, you definitely can get that from Dinklage. You know, I've... When he was um, not Trask, but um, he was Trask. No, he was. Was he Trask? In yes. Days of Future Past. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I I got him and Striker confused in my brain for a minute. My bad. Um, regardless, when he played, like he, so he he can play the rich, you know, rich guy, but he can play the rich guy just based on Tyrion in Game of Thrones because his character comes from that old money mentality. So you know what? I'll, I'll, I'm just Peter Dinklage. That's who wins. No, see, I, I, I'm still, I'm still Breno or, or at this point, Walt. That's where I'm at. Well, if, if Dinklage gets cast, I would not be like, I would not be bitchy. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Dinklage. Uh, that's a pretty good fucking, but he could do the British accent that I want. He's got the height. And honestly, I've always kind of imagined Peter Dinklage could be a very interesting Bond villain. I think he'd be better there than Penguin. I agree. I Here's, think anybody... Like, I mean, if you, you think earlier, if you're going Bond villains, you could also use Batman villains. Yeah, but you earlier talked about the fight you wanted with um, Batman oh. and Penguin, and I think that wouldn't go well. That would that would not go well in Dinklage's favor, but not even that. I think parts, I think visually it would look bad. You need you see you haven't seen any of Game of Thrones, but like he is a he is a scrappy little fuck where he he's killed people on Game of Thrones in like a fucking fight. He knows the odds are against him, but he still has somehow managed to like like he has knocked someone down. When they're least expecting him, so he would be the kind kind of villain who would like run around and hide in shadows and then sneak up on Batman and like hit him from behind, knock him down, and then like slash him with a sword or or a or a or a um, umbrella sword and then scamper away. Batman's trying to like he would have to like drug Batman. I'm saying it's possible. I don't know. Um... He'd 
uses intelligence to like, you know, maybe blow dart Batman. So Batman's all disoriented and then periodically, you know, like an oversized Chucky doll, he just runs around, you know, and starts slashing him with a sword and then runs away as Batman's trying to fucking regroup. I could see that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan. That's not anything against Peter Dinklage because I actually do like him as an actor, but I just don't I don't see it there. Um, Dude, he but, fucked Will Ferrell and an elf. I'm just saying. Um, but from one money grab to another money grab, you saw Aladdin, and I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, on it. Uh, like I said, money grab. I saw Aladdin. Um, well, what do you want to know? <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. No, personally, (laughs) can I be honest with you, Rico? I don't give a shit because I think I know it's a money grab. I think it's a money grab. I don't really want anything to do with it because I think it's stupid. It's also stuff that we cover on this show, and I feel like right. we do should talk about it. So, personally, there's nothing that I care about. <laughs> well, my it was just disappointing. But here's the thing: there were where you wanted them to shine based on like the original animated one, they did not shine. Where they you didn't expect them to shine, they did a very good job. Like perfect example. The, the 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 sequence for the song "Friend Like Me," you know, you ain't never had a friend like right. me. That whole thing, yeah, awful, awful interpretation. It was very much. I mean, I I, I kept going into this trying to be have an open mind, like really, just this is for the next generation. This is not for me. We already had my, I already had mine. Blah 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 blah. I'm trying to go into that uh, that thing that Chris I think said, like you know, I had my Aladdin. Let's have the next generation have their Aladdin. And the next generation, I think, sucks because <laughs> this sucks. Um, and like friend like me was just very much if Will Smith was the Fresh Prince of Agrabah, just kind of doing his Fresh Prince persona as the genie. And some of it worked, some of it didn't. When he was blue, it looked awful. When he was not the blue genie and sort of in human form. It was amazing. It was it was standout, and it was real acting on Will Smith's part. Um, the the friend like me sequence was just really just not very good, and they modernized a lot of current shit like the 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 dab and and all that crap, and it just looked hokey. Um, whereas on the other hand, I actually started kind of welling up a little bit when they're doing the whole Prince Ali segment, like where they yeah. do the parade. That was really good. I, I found myself getting emotional. I'm like, this is pretty good. So where you don't expect them to shine, they fucking shine where you really want them. Like the, the a whole new world should be the, a part that just wows the fuck out of you. And I barely have any recollection. Like it was just boring. It was just they- meh. I heard they gave Jasmine a song 
that she didn't have in the original movie. They gave her a song, and look, I'm of the opinion, if you're going to do a remake, don't add new songs. However, the song was fine. The sequence was jarring. Because as she's, and her song was very much, you know, fuck the hierarchy. I'm, I'm, I am my father's daughter. I should be sultan. It's very much a, a woman empowered feminist song. And I love that type of shit. And, you know, I, I'm all for it. But the way that it was filmed was super jarring because she's singing normally. Everyone else is slow mo or frozen. Hmm. So it's like all in her head. And they're not like frozen, like something happened to them. It's just the way Guy Ritchie stylized it. Right. Um, I think it would have been a better song in another scene. I Now, I don't know if this is true. And I usually try to do a little bit of research before we do our show um, when I know we're going to talk about stuff. But like I mentioned earlier, I was sick. So it's kind of a miracle I'm sitting here right now. Um, right. But he... From what I understand, Jasmine was the only princess in the Disney Princess Collection, for lack of a better phrase, who didn't have a song, like have their own song. Like all the other princesses had a song. They so much so that it they've made fun of that, or not made fun of it, but kind of referenced it in um, Ralph Breaks the Internet about how Vanellope needed a song. Right. And well, the, because they say a whole new world. While par Jasmine, it was also um, Aladdin. Aladdin. Right. She didn't have her own solo princess song, and that was part of the logic of this. Again, maybe the wrong scene, but the the logic for the song existing as a whole. And honestly, I could I, I never thought of it like that because you you assume that Jasmine would have her own silent well, not silent, but her own personal song. Like, I, I never thought of it like that. And like I said, I have no problem with the song they wrote. And the actress who who sang the song did a very good job. And and easily, she was one of the highlights of, of this remake. Um, she was really, really good. I just thought where how they structured the, her little song was weird. Um and, you know, I would never would have said, oh, you know who should direct Aladdin is Guy Ritchie. The guy yeah. did, you know, Snatch or Sherlock Holmes or Rockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Not the director I would have ever picked. And I love the director. I'm just like, it's, you know, he has the kind of kinetic energy that I'm fine with. But he also did a lot of random slow-mo we, uh, weird scenes. And there were parts where the music flowed really ass backwards. And I got to be really critical about the guy who played Aladdin. Um, granted, 99% of the cast were of, you know, not white origin. They, well, there were a lot of Indian actors. There were a lot of mixed Persian actors. There were, there were a lot of that. And that's the one thing I was going to bring up that I was going to say. Like, I've said this is a money grab, and I'm not a fan of that. But I will say that the one thing I will I thought was good about it was that they correctly cast, with the exception of Will Smith, the actors for the various roles throughout the movie. Well, for Will Smith, you could argue, like, well, maybe, I mean, Agrabah, we don't know where it is. But presumably, it's in the Middle East. Middle East is not super far from Africa. 
You could assume no, that he's of no, North I'm African say, origin. Right. It's not, I'm not saying that it was way off. I'm saying, like, but everyone else is, like, spot on comparatively. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's, sure. not, it's not a shot. Listen, I like Will Smith. I'm probably one of the few people who do. Um, I've had issues oh, with it. No, no, I, there's a lot of people who don't. I'm not saying you do. You really? don't. But, yeah, oh, yeah. Because he started doing stuff like um, the After Earth, I think it's called, the one with his son. Um, oh, and he's also Jane. come he's also come to Jane's defense quite a bit, and I think that's hurt his reputation a little bit. Um, I mean, he's he's being a father trying to defend his son. I don't. No, blame I, him. no I, I, look, I, I blame him for raising and giving Jane too much freedom. But that's not a see. We're talking about two different things now. You're talking about Will the father versus Will the actor. You know what I mean? And and that's a whole other conversation. But right, you know, um, I I don't know. I just for it, it for some reason he feels out of place to me. And that's not a shot at Will. He just does feel out of even from the bit I've seen from the trailers. He just seems out of place. Well, he's one of the better parts of the movie, but you kind of know that or expect that going into it. Um, because the guy who plays Aladdin, you know, he goes from really stiff, wooden, awful acting to just meh, okay, kind of acting. He is not wowing. He's, he is, you know, for a titular character, he's not great. Um, See, that's what you get when you try to bring a cartoon to life. That's the problem. No, look, I'm all for them pra- casting brown actors. I don't mean to say no. it so bluntly, but right. I would have gone Rami Malek. Okay, I get what you're saying. Okay. You know? Yeah, and, and Rami would have fit. Actually, and, you know where you know where I see Rami? I mean, I didn't see the movie, and you did, so you tell me if I'm wrong. I could see Rami as Jafar. Well, whoever whoever else could play Jafar would be a million times better than the guy who currently played Jafar, because the guy <laughs> who played Jafar sucked. Did he? It was so goddamn bad. Like, I made a joke about on the podcast many times, bring me the lamp. Dude, I was not wrong. Yeah. Like, he played him so bland and didn't even emphasis on AV. He, he, you know, his whole, you know, his whole thing was he didn't, he was tired of being second best. That was his whole motive. He's like, I don't want to be number two anymore. It just, you know, and yeah. they didn't, they didn't feature him become a snake. That was part of like the whole point of why Jafar was so badass and so villainous was because at one point he's like, I'm going to become the most powerful sorcerer in the world. And then he turns into a giant Cobra and has this fight with Aladdin. Didn't happen. Instead, he possesses Iago, who is voiced by Alan Tudyk, the actor Alan Tudyk. I heard, I heard that part was actually not bad. But he plays him, Alan Tudyk plays Iago not like Gilbert Gottfried. He portrays him as a real parrot. So he actually does the parrot kind of voice like this. And that's what they like wanted, though. Low. Yeah, I heard that's what they wanted, like, though. But at that point, just have a real fucking parrot. Like, why cast an actor to do that? It, it, it was almost like if you're look, you're in a movie where there's a genie, you can go crazy. Have a fucking Gilbert Gottfried sounding parrot. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I agree. But 
And that's but, again. This is this is my problem with them taking cartoons and trying to turn them into real life movies. I don't think it's a good idea. I think they can do some good. I would love to see a Little Mermaid. I would love to see the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I'd love to see Hercules and have fucking Dan DeVito's play the exact same fucking role <laughs> they did in the in the movie. I yeah, but at the same time, I I don't know. Like this Lion King one annoys me. You know, what? this one annoys that one, me. That one. Look, see, my dad, he never got into the Lion King animated movie. Even he, you know, he put it on for me to watch, but he never. He's like, I don't really give a fuck. I I just never understood. I'm like, how could you not like it? It's Hamlet with animals. And he said it is, and I explained the whole, whole Hamlet thing to him. And then I showed him a trailer for the new, li- well, it's not live action, it's CGI action. And he said, all right, that actually looks pretty good. I'll, I'll see that. I'm like, you will see this? You will go to the movies and see this with me? Fuck yeah, dude. Did you guys go? The Lion King? No, it's not out yet. Oh, I, I don't even know when it's out. Because um, I'm so anti the movie. Um, um, well, no, I was saying he doesn't turn into a snake. He possesses Iago and turns Iago into a giant winged like creature thing. See, then you're not no, because not only going live, but you're now changing the basic premise of the movie. Right. It's it was so. Ugh. Why did you do that? That's so bad. And they also jammed a lot of character development in the original film into a twenty minute, ten minute thing for a bunch of characters. So you just have to, like, in the original Disney one, you saw Jasmine feeling trapped in Agrabah and wanting to get the fuck out and sneak out of the palace and then go into the marketplace in secret. And that's how she bumps into Aladdin and how Aladdin is trapped, you know, just running around stealing food, just trying to fend for himself with Abu and blah, 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 blah. They do all that in the opening of 10 minutes in the opening scene. They jam everything where you're like, well, I don't even give a fuck about these characters because they've given us a reason to give a fuck about. Right. So, was it the worst movie I've ever seen of, of the Disney remakes? I mean, kind of, but it was also not the. I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, out There's of five Maleficent. fedoras, what are you giving it? What am I? What, what was your question? Out of, out of five fedoras, what are you giving it? We five fedoras, with, yeah. um, uh, two and a half, maybe three at the most. Oh, you wow. know what? I just rewatched that sets the bar, and I didn't even realize it. The live-action remake of 101 Dalmatians that came out in, like, 90-fucking-four or something. Oh, yeah, the one with, um... Glenn Close. Yeah. Dude, we wa- we rewatched that. We're like, holy shit, dude. Glenn Close fucking killed it as Cruella de Vil. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of other remakes. Maleficent. And here's the thing. I would much rather see the Aladdin storyline of just Jasmine. Have a whole point of view story of just Jasmine. I would have been more into it because then you could have her whole story, her whole princess singing moment, be her whole movie. Especially if you're going to fucking have this idiot, you know, play Aladdin and Jafar. Fucking show me a whole new interpretation. Give me the Maleficent of Jasmine. That's what I would have much been more happy with that. Have Genie. Have have Jasmine rub Genie's lamp, which I, I know sounds dirty, but you know, right, right, right. Um, I, I don't know. I think I think you have to be cautious about doing these. And like, here's the thing I'll say, and I, I'm, <laughs> it's amazing how John Favreau s- saved 
or started and destroyed a universe in the same, like, 10-year window. Because he started the Marvel Universe and basically are destroying the Disney Universe by because of his success with the Jungle Book. But I thought the Jungle Book was fine. I didn't love it, but I thought it was fine. It was a, right. it was a different... But if he hadn't made that movie, then all these other ones don't happen. That's not true. They did Maleficent. Maleficent, but that's, I think... That's not... That's from that that witch's perspective. That's a different movie. It's not a beat-for-beat beat Snow White movie. Yeah, but, you know, I don't think it's Favreau's blame. I think Favreau got the job because he's connected to Disney through Marvel. But I think Disney was going to make live-action shit anyways, man. But I think if it hadn't done so well, they may not have, you know, and that's, look, I'm not, I'm not actually not shooting at John Favreau because I like Favreau and I'm sure he did a great job and I'm glad he's working because I think he's a good guy. But, you know, as a whole, it you know, for him, for as much praise as we give him for starting the Marvel Universe, I, I kind of have to go the other way for this. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, Bill Murray would never have been my, co- my choice for Baloo, but yeah. he did okay. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely things they could have done better. Um, that being said, you know, look, will I will I buy it? Sure, I'll buy it for two fifty. I'm not going to go twenty five dollars for this DVD. I'll go. I'll wait till Video Room gets it, and it's on clearance sale, and then I'll buy it. Well, that was disappointing, but not surprising for me. Um, that said, you. You had a rough day again yesterday, buddy, and we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but I know you wanted to get into some details, so why don't you do your thing, and I'll chime in if I feel like it's appropriate. (laughs) Right. Um, First off, you know, I don't mean to come off like a broken record, but I did, last month I did lose my godfather, and yesterday was the memorial, and it, you know, I weep my... Luckily, Steph covered me at work, which was really nice of her, and I and I really appreciate that. I went and picked up my dad, and then we went to the house that it was going to be. It was it was a memorial. It was a celebration of life. It was also a place to grieve. It was also Alan and his uh, wife Laurel's um, house that you know, and it you know, my brother Alex was there, and a lot of people that were there, dude. It, it was. People I knew, but a lot of people I didn't know, and some of them were Alan's patients because Alan was a doctor. Right. You told you mentioned that when you um, told us he passed. First- which, by the way, dude, just not to come off and and be disrespectful, but you got that info like thirty six hours before the anniversary episode, if I recall. So uh, I, I found out the day of it was May fourth. Star Wars Day. Well, we recorded on the fifth, so you found out the day before then. Yeah. yeah. So, holy, holy hell, dude. Yeah, I mean, I gotta pat my own my pat my own back because of the fact that I held it together for the anniversary. You did well. You know, it was, it was, you know, it was hard. And yesterday was was not easy, and it was not easy just for the fact that it was the first time I'm at Alan's house. And he's not there. Or he's there, but not there. Right, right. Um, and I saw, you know, Alan's, my, my, my god brothers and, and, and sister and, and Laurel, his, his wife, who, you know, was. How's she doing look, considering? 
Yeah, I mean, she was grateful everyone was there, but like, she actually sort of directed me. I, I, Dad and I got up there early, about an hour, an hour and a half before it started. So, and I volunteered to help out as much as I could. And I, my job was to stand out front and direct all the traffic for people that were going to park because you know it's not like a big area. Sure. To go park at the at church, which is literally a block away. And the church was nice enough to donate their parking lot for, and then people would just have to walk up. So I was directing a lot of traffic and then I was telling the people, don't go, you know, don't stop when you go in the house, keep moving forward, grab a pamphlet, go outside, keep, don't, don't huddle around inside and stop the flow of traffic. So I was really just damn, I was traffic control. Yeah. So, um, and I was seeing a lot of old family, uh, family, saying you have to love football we all have different likes and dislikes people personally i'm not a fan of the avocado i just don't like the mouth feel. But, but if you're someone who loves football i mean truly loves it well my sports book app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you must be 21 gambling problem call text or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500 faces and old friends of, of my father and everything. So I was shaking hands and a lot of people. So actually I thought it was funny. I, I texted you this, but the audience doesn't know. Um, people kept accidentally calling me Rocco. Hey, Hey, yo, Hey, yo, Rocco. <laughs> um, which I was like, that's, that's fine. And then my brother which showed is up funny because you said usually that annoys you, but I guess under the circumstances. No, no, I never said Rocco annoys me. I said, Henry and Hank annoy me. You said Rocco annoyed you a little bit. No, I, okay. Well, if I did, I, I said if it, if I'm going to have a nickname that's not my name, Rico, Rocco is actually pretty fine. I just don't like Rocky. Oh, I think that's what you said. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You, I think it was the the yeah. My fault. Good. Uh, no disrespect to people named Rocky. Um, uh, I'll say disrespect because I know one. Anyway, or, or Henry or or Hank. Yeah, Henry. Um, right, Henry. We love you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was a lot. I mean, there was the, I think the biggest thing that I had to try to avoid was wine. Everyone kept trying to put wine in my hand. I'm like, I have to go to work after this. Like I have to go back to work. I, first off, I have to drive my dad home. Then I have to go back to work. Let Steph take a break because she was covering me Sure. and then work. So I couldn't get, I, I mean, I, everyone kept pouring me a glass of wine and I would take a sip and set it down. Like, do a little toast for Alan sure and then set it down and walk away. glass of wine and not be the end of the world. Well, I did have a glass. But, and then afterwards, everyone kept trying to give me give me more wine. Right. And I'm like, motherfucker, I, I, I'm not Ubering. Like, I'm, I'm doing shit after this. Right. So, little things, I mean, the, the things to talk about about Alan that I didn't know about. Like, one thing that I thought was really fucking funny that I think you would appreciate he when he, he was born and raised in New York, and he uh, he loved to be an adventurer. And when he was twelve years old, he without telling anybody, he just he hitchhiked from New York to Philly and back. Nice, nice. And did it when he was twelve years old. His family didn't know that he had done it. They all thought he was just out playing for all fucking, you know, day. And then he was sat down for dinner and like, Alan, what'd you do today? He's like, you know, oh, I went to Philly and came back. Like, 
that was just the type of. I mean, all of his children who are no longer children, they're adults. No, sure. You know, all of his offspring. They were, you know, there, there was a sort of this little stage in their back. This ba- backyard's huge. And they had like a stage that's already been there. And they had a microphone. They would all tell little stories. And every single one of them would always say, like, randomly, Dad would just take us and we would go hitchhiking for no reason. Just, just to have the adventure of going hitchhiking with nothing. Right. And just having fun. And they I said, hope- like, the first time I learned how to play catch was off the side of the freeway. I, I hope they weren't following the rules of the road. No, they were not. Um, Sorry, I couldn't help it. Yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's funny, funny, actually. Um, so my dad went up and had a couple moments of talking. And he, he you know, because dad has known Alan for 50 years. Give right, they were, it was his best friend, wasn't it? Or close yeah. friend, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad's got other very close friends, but and it's like there's two people. There's Alan, and there's like this other guy, Paul Shapiro, and that's the, uh, the it, Red Sox guy, right, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, I remember. I pay attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my dad went up, and and I, my brother and I took dad aside and said, "All right, dad, whatever you're gonna say, PG, not R-rated." Like, <laughs> A lot of kids. And he went. He went up on stage and he said, "You know, my sons just uh, told me, PG, not R-rated." And everyone's like, "R-rated, R-rated." I'm like yelling, "No, no, don't do it!" <laughs> Were there so a lot of I'm kids there? Up, what? Were there a lot of children there? They're not a lot, but there were enough. And, and right, right. Uh, even if there were adults, it's like no one wants to hear the R-rated version of whatever Dad's going to say. <laughs> We got to get that on the show. We really do. Anyway, go ahead. So I'm on stage and my dad starts talking about Alan and, and, and I can see my dad kind of holding back tears, but he's still enjoying the moment of being on stage. Sure. My dad loves it. My dad loves an audience. No, Uh, which is ironic that he has yet to come on here. I guess he just doesn't understand that we have an audience. Um, He, I don't. I barely understand that we have an audience, personally. Um, so he goes up on stage. He starts talking about how Alan called him up and said, "Hey, Ron, uh, do you want to go? Uh, let's go to Rio." And Dad's like, "Ah, oh, fuck yeah, let's go to Rio." So they just went to Rio, and Dad starts describing the beautiful, voluptuous Brazilian women, <laughs> and how, like, you know, we we could only. We could only look with our, we could only do things with our eyes. We were both, you know, in relationships and everything. And and he's saying all this and like Laurel, Alan's wife, just like obviously not really comfortable hearing this. And, but then dad has, I I had to help dad out because like, you know, they they weren't, these women weren't wearing bikinis and they weren't even G strings. They were, uh, they were, uh, and he just started trailing off trying to remember what the word. And I yelled out. Dental floss. And he's like, ah, dental floss. And the whole audience thought that was funny. Right. I know where he's going to go. I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know my, my dad's practices routines on me over the years. And I just know what he's going to say. Usually. I Sometimes he's throwing me off. I'm like, oh, why would you say that? Um, so they talk about, they talk, he talked about uh, the trips to, with Alan and, and towards the end. And then he said, all right, that's, that's all, you know, it's, he said the, the, the one of the better things my dad said at the end was, you know, when I last saw Alan, Alan told me something that my brother more or less told me before he died, which was, Ron, I'll let you know if there's anything after this. Hmm. 
He said, I'll let you know. And, and dad said, I'm still waiting to find out. Alan, get back to me, please. Nice. And you know, my dad's not a believer of afterlife and shit like that. Sure, so sure, it's sure. very, it's very tongue in cheek of, of that, but, but it's in the, yeah, then, it fits. And then Brad, who is at one of Alan's sons, one of my godbrothers, who was sort of the MC of, of the whole thing, he came up. He's like, you know, I remember one of these trips that you know you guys went to Thailand, and I remember a little addendum uh, uh, to the story, which is um, Ron showed up without anything. He had no luggage, and Alan and my dad, Alan, was like. Ron, where's your luggage? Like, ah, who needs luggage? Fuck it, we're going to Thailand. And Alan was, and Ron was just ready to go with the shirt on his back to go to Thailand of all places. He's like, I got my passport, I got my wallet, let's go. <laughs> so, so, and then I, then it was my turn to come up. And I, I will try and paraphrase what I said because I know this episode is going a little long, and I know, and I know all, Actually, all our listeners are. It's one of our shorter <laughs> ones. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, okay. Well, they're still humoring me. I've, I've talked about Alan a lot recently. I've talked about death a lot, and I don't want it to be, you know, every episode is a dour, you know, episode. But like, you know, this is this is life and death. So, well, um, if I, if I could jump in for just a second, Rico, I think one of the things that I I like about what we do with Potaskew is yes, we talk about movies a lot, but we talk about how movies and how they affect life, and this is yeah. life, you know. So, this is. You know, part of life, unfortunately. <laughs> you know. So, and you're right, and and I think that's that's some reason why we do have some appreciation for our show is that, you know, we I I you and I, but I, I you know I think both of us especially we will. I I wear my heart on my sleeve, and I'm always very honest. You, you'll never look at me and be like, hmm, I wonder what he's, but I wonder what emotion he's going through right now. Like yeah. it's very obvious with me, so. Um, so I, when I came up on stage, I said, you know, there is another, uh, point about this fucking trip to Thailand that you guys don't know about. And so everyone's, the whole audience is like, what has happened with this trip to Thailand? Jesus Christ. And I said, my father borrowed a video camera camcorder that I had real, you know, generic, you know, camera and it both video as well as, uh, snapshots. It was both a camera as well as a video camera. And I led it to dad for their trip to Thailand. Dad gives it back to me. And I still have the fucking thing. Nice. Dad, dad gave it back to me. And he said, I couldn't figure out how to work this fucking thing. And I looked through it and I shit you not. There were like 40 videos and they were all of Alan and Ron posing in front of a mirror, thinking they're taking a, a snapshot, like a selfie yeah but it's a video so it's literally them posing being silent for like 30 seconds or 10 seconds and then being like all right do we get it all right we got it and then just putting the camera back in their pocket filming the entire time or putting it back in their suitcase right. so i'm like seeing just the inside of a bag with like change and wallets and shit like that there were 40 of those nice and and I, and so that was one one of the things. And then I, and then I went through my actual spiel about Alan. I said, you know, I used to think Alan was indestructible because he was technically a disabled person. Uh, he had suffered two separate car accidents where he fucked up his hand. I, I told you about his hand. Yeah. yeah. 
I didn't know he was left-handed, but he actually had to learn how to write and become right-handed after he fucked up his left hand. And then he, the other car accident fucked up his knee where it actually shattered his knee so much that he couldn't, he could never bend his knee again. You never bend his leg. Wow. So this was a guy who was technically disabled who went on traveling and like would go on hikes and would climb mountains and would always like give the younger energetic athletes a run for their money. They're always like, fuck, we're worried about Alan. They're like, oh shit, Alan's ahead of us. How we got to catch up to him? Well, don't I feel like a piece of shit now? Um. Right. Yeah. See, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm overall healthy apart from me getting sick occasionally. And then like, I'm just fat and I'm like, <laughs> Alan is just like, like if we went hiking, I was like, come on, I'm a doctor and I'm crippled. Let's go. Hurry up. So, um, Alan, I talked about that and I talked about how Alan helped fuel, uh, my slight obsession with movies. He would give me, um, he gave me a coupon to go to a video store, not the one I work at to Wait. go rent like five DVDs. And he was like, tell me to go rent like movies that were way above me. Like one foot of the cuckoo's nest when I was like nine. That kind of shit. I, I just want to go back and reference the slight obsession with movies. I think is well, not it was, the right word. It was slight obsession when he 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 made it worse. Let's okay. put it that way. All right. So it was a slight obsession then because now it's, I, it's not. There's nothing slight about it. It was slight obsession when I was about three, and then he fucked it all up and made it worse. All right. Um. But he also, I found this out, that he would go to the movies once a week or every other week, and he would see, five, he would pay and see five or six movies in a day. He just did one day every other week where he would see everything that's playing. And he, and I found that out. I'm like, fuck, dude, that sounds awesome. I'd love to hang out with Alan and just do that all day. Yeah. And, and then as it turns out, he, he was so restless he would sit for about 30, 40 minutes and be like, all right, I'm ready. I'm done. And go back out, buy another ticket to a different film, go and start watching that. Like he did that all day. Like new beginning of the, of everyone's shift, the end of everyone's shift. He was always the first one there and the last one leaving. And he would just never sit. Very rarely would he sit and watch the whole thing. He, he, he called it, um, um, elaborate. He called it, um, extravagant channel surfing. Interesting. But, um, and so I talked about that. Um, and then I sort of, when I came home last night, I mean, yesterday was just hard. My brother, Alex, who I'm going to try and see tonight, um, because we, he just had a, a baby and I haven't oh, right. seen her yet. Right. So when I saw him today, uh, yesterday, I said, let's, let's try and do something. And after the end of the night, Steph and I went and got, we needed some hardcore R&R sushi. So we like relaxed and had some dinner at sushi. And, and my brother called me and said, you know, dude, today was hard. And I'm, I'm actually going to break up a little bit because my brother <clears throat> was reminding me of things that hadn't hit me, which was, dude, we learned how to swim in that pool. Yeah. Like the difference is that Alex was taught how to swim. Whereas for me, my dad threw me in the pool and said, <laughs> hold your breath. Uh, and this is the first, like I said, this is the first time we were at Alan Laurel's and Alan's not there. And it, and as my brother's telling me and talking to me about this, 
it's I started crying on the streets of fucking College Avenue in Oakland, just outside of sushi. I, I freaked out a couple because I was sort of laying near the car, smoking and just crying. And uh, they are approaching their car, and I'm like, "Oh, God, I'm so sorry, guys." And and they're like, "No, we're it's okay. Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I'm fucked up." It's okay. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna try and see my brother tonight, and and awesome. and and, and uh, so I wrote a little memorial eulogy. That I'm just going to read, and some of it I've already kind of just said just now, but I'm going to try and do it. I, I posted this on Facebook. Before you read it, because I don't want to interrupt you, and I think it'd be a good way to end the episode. Um, yep. The last part of that story you just shared just reiterates something that I think we need to work on for our show over the next year, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. We got to get your dad and your brothers on this show. Even if for five minutes, just to have the vocal record of those people. Just to prove that they exist, that I'm no, not a fucking no, orphan. I'm not even, and- I'm not, no, no, no. No, I'm not even getting shitty about it. Like, I'm not even busting balls. I'm talking, one of the things is the why not. The Kevin Smith recorded just to record it, even if he never released it, just to have that vocal record. Do you know what I mean? Even yep. if we never, and even if we never put those episodes out, we record it just so you have it. So do you have your brothers and you have your dad? You know, I don't have my dad. I don't have anything of my dad that I can go right. watch. I have pictures it's, and I have memories, but I don't have anything I can go watch or go listen to. You know. Well, and, and I agree, especially you know, my dad is the same, roughly the same age as Alan. Yeah. You know. So shit can happen any any day, but that doesn't, you know, the fact that my dad's 82, <laughs> you know, is more likely to happen as opposed sure. to you and me. I mean, we could get hit by a car, but my dad could just die just because he's 82. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I think that's something I we need to work you, on. I'll, well, if I see my brother Alex tonight, I will fucking be like, dude, get on the podcast. I don't care what you the fuck you talk about. You can talk about how you used to fuck with me as a little kid. Like, I don't care. We'll do the, the Rico's. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. But anyway, just I, well, I like you to read your like thing. Like it, told, you know that kind of thing. But I think I think we need to do that for you. We'll get those records. We'll get that on tape for you. But go ahead, man. So, and just just let's just say our goodbyes now, so that we can just end it afterwards because it's going to end. We're all probably going to choke up, and I'm not going to want to say anything else. So, thanks for listening to this, guys. I really do appreciate you humoring me and and mourning with me. CJ here with a few thank yous, and I'll let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. Listen to Podeskew on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you find podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. We want to thank our logo designer and show friend, Mike, for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at mpxl.s, the number two, art, at gmail.com. Again, that's mpxl.s, two, art, at gmail.com. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon.
To make a prince. Make me a prince. All right! Yo, yo, woo, woo, woo. First, that fez and vest combo is much too third century. These patches, what are we trying to say? Beggar? No, let's work with me here. Ooh, I like it muy macho. Now, still need something. What does it say to me? Then what better way to make your grand entrance on the streets of Agrabah than riding your very own brand oh. new camel? Watch out, they spit. my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it.